Welcome to the Hope Unlimited Church podcast. We are so honored to connect with you, and we pray that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Good morning, Hope Unlimited Church. How is everybody doing this morning? Good, good. Four people are doing okay this morning. All right. It's not that early anymore. How's everybody doing this morning? There we go. There we go. All right. Give me one moment. This morning, I just uh, wanted to bring a quick word to you, um, something I've just been praying about a little bit. Um, And I want to talk about how God can take your pain and turn it into your purpose. And that title is intimidating, and it puts a lot of pressure on me. So hopefully the rest of it lives up to the title. Amen. So, all right, let's go ahead and start off in Exodus chapter 30, verses 22 and 25. Exodus 30, 22, 25. I got a new Bible, and all the pages are sticky, so give me a second while I get it broken in. There we go. If you are there, say amen. doesn't take too long to get there. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of cassia, according to the shekel of sanctuary, and a hen of olive oil. And you shall make from these a holy anointing oil, an ointment compounded according to the art of the perfume perfumer, and it shall be a holy anointing oil. With it, you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting in the ark of the testimony. Today, I want to talk about the holy anointing oil, and I want to talk specifically about the oil. Um, so God is telling Moses here, uh, Moses is getting ready to build the tabernacle um, in the woods, I believe it is, and God is telling him, I want you to compose this oil, and I want you to anoint everything in the sanctuary with this oil. The cistern, the laver, and every part of the tabernacle is to be anointed with this oil. And then moving forward a little bit further on, every king, every priest, every prophet would be anointed with the same oil. And so today I want to talk about how God intends to bring that oil out of your life. Amen? So I want to take a minute to go over the process of how they used to make oil out of olives, all right? So step one, you grow some olives. Basic step, you need the olives to make the oil, hallelujah. Step two, you knock down the olives out of the trees. They take these shakers and they shake the olives and they knock them down out of the trees. Step three, you wash the oil and you, the olives and you separate them from the leaves. Four, you crush the olives into a paste Um, The seeds and the pits that are in the olives are crushed as well in this process. Step five, you press the olives into oil. And then step six, they would bottle the oil. I feel like that process of how they would take olives and turn it into oil is just a fantastic picture of how God wants to use our lives and how God wants to get the oil and the anointing out of your life. So step one, grow some olives. So there's a season in your life that God will take you through where you're just growing, right? You get planted, you start putting down roots, you start growing. And this is a season, it's, it can feel like a very easy, easy season or it can be a very hard season. 
It just kind of depends on where you're at. Sometimes you are still the seed in the middle of some dirt, just putting down roots, but you're having to grow. And then sometimes you're on top of the tree and you're not really doing much. You're just kind of gleaning from who's teaching you. You're just kind of taking everything in and you're just kind of letting yourself mature and grow a little bit. Either way, you're just sitting there growing and you're wondering, when am I going to be used, right? So you're sitting here saying, God, I know I'm growing. This is a fantastic season for me. I'm planted. I'm doing my thing. I'm just growing. I'm not really doing much, but I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm getting closer to you. I'm ready. I'm ready to be used. Do something with me, Jesus. Please, I have grown. Do something with me. So what is the next step to getting the oil? God knocks you down. <laughs> Amen. So after you've spent the season growing and just learning, I feel like God just has to knock you down a little bit, you know? You get so bold in knowing, like, God, I've grown, I've matured, I'm ready to be used. So God says, okay, fine, I will harvest you, but I got to knock you down first. So you have to be knocked out of that tree, and you have to just learn that, you know, apart from God, I can't really do anything, you know? So God will knock us down. And for me, just a little part of my story, for me, whenever I lived in North Carolina, I helped lead worship back there. And um, I did that for a couple of years, and it was a growing process for me. And then I moved to Alabama, and that was a growing process. And most of you know at this point that I sing, but I had a five-year season where God had to knock me down, and I did not sing a note. Pastor Casey, whenever I moved here, didn't even know that I sang. He was surprised. So we can grow and grow and grow, but there has to come a time where God just knocks us down. Because in that season, we realize, God, I can't do anything without you. My growth doesn't mean anything if I didn't grow with you. My growth doesn't mean anything if I think I did all that growing by myself. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branch. Apart from me, you can't do anything. So we have to learn, like, God, I've grown and grown and grown, and sometimes we can grow too much and think that we've grown on our own. So he has to knock us down out of that tree and say, no, 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 remember, apart from me, you can't do anything. But thankfully, the next step is the washing. And has anybody had a season where you just say, God, I don't know what's happening, and he just comes and he just washes you? Amen. It's kind of like the calm before the storm, you know, because you've grown, and then you got knocked down, and then God's like, oh, don't worry, I'll pick you back up. And he separates you out from the leaves. He separates you out from the things that used to define you. Because when you're in the tree, the leaves define you. But when he knocks you down, you, you're not just part of a tree anymore. You are the olive. So he has to separate you from the things that used to define you. So we're going to go real quick to Psalms 51. Give me an amen when you are there. Good, because I'm not there yet. Allie, you liar. <laughs> You're not there yet. Take your time. Psalm 51, verse 7. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I'll be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the, bro that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, 
and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And I feel like this is just kind of the verse that screams to me during the washing phase, you know? Create in me a clean heart, God, and renew a steadfast spirit that through the growing, through the knocking down, and now through the washing, God, clean my heart of all of that and renew in me a steadfast spirit that I can run the race that you've set before me. Renew in me a steadfast spirit that no matter what happens, I will remember that you are the one that has always brought me through, that you are the one that is faithful to your promises. Amen. Next step is crushing. And this is the easiest part, right? Seems easiest. So Job 1, it is always a bad day when the preacher says Job. Amen. Job 1, 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright and the one who feared God and shunned evil. So now we're going to jump over to Job 1, 19 and 22. Because they spent the time talking about how great Job was, right? You know, Job was grown. He loves the Lord. He's a great guy. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell on the young people and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. So Job is a fantastic person. The young people that the verse is talking about is his family. So Job literally just lost his family, and his response is, he arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshiped, saying, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. So there are seasons in our life where life just happens, and things look crazy. And we look around saying, God, what happened? And we are just crushed under whatever life has thrown on us. If that's a child who has run away from God, if that is a spouse who has walked out on a marriage, if that's just life just being life, if that's losing a loved one, and we look and say, God, what, what did I do at this point? I thought I had been doing everything right up until this point. I've grown, I, I responded rightly to you knocking me down, you picked me up and washed me and you separated me, and now all of a sudden, life is just not right. And so we're looking around saying, God, why am I being crushed? And I'm being spread too thin and I'm being pulled from every corner and I don't know what to do and I don't know where to go. What is going on? And so this is the point where God just has to crush you and it hurts, and you wonder, why is this happening? But it has to happen, because in the crushing, you find your testimony. In your crushing, you find that God is still in control, and God knows what he's doing, because in the crushing, there is a seed in your life that may be the seed of pride or the seed of envy or the seed of lust or the seed of I can do this by myself that God has to crush with you. So that seed of a testimony where I dealt with this in my life is crushed so God can take what the devil meant for evil and use it for good. God can take that testimony of my husband walked out, my child walked out, I lost a loved one, and he can crush that bitterness that comes from that and say, maybe this happened, but I came out okay because God is still on the throne. 
So God has to crush you, not because he wants to just crush you, but because there's some things in your life that need to be crushed in the process as well. And that's how God gets it out. And the next step, and the last step, is the pressing. Now, this is where God will put you in situations that just don't make sense and you don't want to do it, but you just kind of have to because he's putting some pressure on you. You know, because you can't get oil out of an olive without putting some pressure on it. You can't go through all those steps of being grown, being knocked down, being washed, being crushed. And then when you're crushed, it's, when you crush an olive, it just turns into a paste. You still can't do anything with that paste. You have to put some pressure on it to squeeze out that oil. And yes, it's uncomfortable. And yes, you know, it's, it's just, it's so uncomfortable. You know, after I had gone so long without singing, I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Before here, I had never spoken in front of crowds of people. And I thought to myself, I can't do this. But God wants you in that position. Because when he starts putting some pressure on you, he can start getting that oil out of you. And that oil that he's getting out of you is that oil that anointed priests to do what they were called to do. That oil is what anointed kings to be king over nations. That oil is what anointed prophets to speak the word of God. So sometimes God has to put some pressure on you so he can use that oil to give permission to someone else to do what they were called to do. So we have to look at these situations where God is saying, I want you to do this. And you're saying, I can't do that. He's saying, I don't care because I need you to be pressed a little bit. I need to put you under a little pressure because there's someone out there that needs that oil that only you carry. And so it's, it's incredible. I was actually reading about um, the significance of oil in the, Israel, uh, the Israelites' culture and the Jewish culture. And um, it was actually illegal for Israelites to try to recreate the anointing oil. They couldn't make it for themselves. Like it was reserved specifically for the anointing of the temple and the priests and everything. It was illegal for them to try to recreate it. And I just felt God just saying, don't cheapen the oil. So when you go through this process of being grown and being crushed and being pressed and you submit to all those things and oil comes out of your life, God doesn't want anyone else to steal that oil. God doesn't want anyone else to try to duplicate that oil. He's saying, don't cheapen the oil. And there's a couple things that I just kind of gleaned from that. And one of them was, don't cheapen someone else's anointing. Just because you didn't know what their process looked like doesn't mean that they didn't go through a process. So you can look at someone's life and say, you know, yeah, they're, they're doing things, but so what? You know? And it's, it's hard. It's challenging. Because, you know, you know your process, you know, you know, like how God grew you and you knew how God crushed you and you knew how God put pressure on you. And so when you look at your situation and you look at someone else, you say, their process wasn't nearly as hard. There's no, like, theirs doesn't count as much as mine does. Because someone else's growing could look like you're crushing. And someone else's pressing can look like you're washing. So I just feel like God was saying, don't cheapen the oil just because you don't know what they went through. God judges the heart. 
And so God knows exactly what he needs to do to every single person in this room to get the oil out of their life. And that's what he's trying to do. And then another way that I took it was you can buy a $3 bottle of olive oil or you can buy a $300 bottle. What kind of anointing do you want? Do you want to be just that cheap, run-of-the-mill, bitter, you know, I went through the process and, you know, I did what I was supposed to do? Or do you want to submit to it and say, God, however long this takes, I want to be the best that you can make me to be. I don't want to try to speed up the process. I don't want to try to skip a step because, God, I want to be worth something. I want to be the type of oil that people can see a difference with. When you can taste the difference, when you can smell the difference, God, I want to be that different level of anointing. God, I want to have a different level on my life. We have to submit to the process. But on the reverse side of that is you have to know when your seasons are over as well. Because you can spend a season growing, and that's good for you. But if you spend too much time on the tree, you'll rot, and you'll over-ripen. If you spend too much time growing because you're afraid to be knocked down, God can't use you because you've, you've just overstayed, you know? And then when you get knocked down, you have to be okay with it because if you're just bitter that you got knocked down, God can't use you. And then when you're being washed, which is, like I said, that's, that's the easy one. You know, everybody likes to be washed. <laughs> but when, you, when you're being separated, you have to be okay with being separated. And yes, it's awkward. It's weird because everything that you used to associate with, everything that you used to be, God has to say, I have to take you out of that. And you have to be okay with that if you want God to use you. And then when you're being crushed, you can't get stuck in being crushed. Because if you're just crushed and you're never pressed, then God can't use you. Don't get stuck in the process. Don't get stuck in one of the steps. You weren't meant to be crushed your entire life. You weren't meant to grow your entire life. You weren't meant to be pressed your entire life. You were meant to be oil that God can use. And the beautiful thing about it is the process goes on for your entire life. You move from glory to glory. You move from stage and step to step to step. So yes, we have to just be okay with the process and we have to submit to the process and do everything that God has called us to do. But at the end of it, don't be stuck because you can only get so much oil out of one olive. So don't think that just because you've gone through the process once, that's all you're ever going to do. Because yes, you can grow and you can be knocked down and you can be washed and you can be crushed and you can be pressed. And then you'll pour out that oil. And unless you are constantly in a state of God, keep growing me. God, keep knocking me down, keep washing me, keep pressing me, keep crushing me, the oil will run out because you have to constantly be growing with the Lord. You have to constantly be saying, Lord, cleanse my heart and renew my spirit. You have to constantly be saying, God, crush me to get out every seed of doubt, every seed of 
any problem in my life. God constantly be, put, be putting pressure on me to be continue to squeeze that oil out of my life. Because I want to be used not today and not tomorrow, but until the Lord calls me home, you know? I want to say, God, my life is yours. Every minute of every day, my life is yours. And I want to be useful to the Lord for the rest of my life. And God can't anoint something with an olive. He needs the oil out of it. He needs the oil out of every single one of us. There's a specific anointing on the inside of everybody that the world needs. We get so wrapped up in this mentality of, you know, Jesus died for me. And yes, he did. But Jesus also died for your neighbor who doesn't know that yet. And if you're not willing to submit to the process of becoming oil, God can never use you to anoint that person to be what they're supposed to be. God wants to use us. That, that has been one of the biggest revelations in my life is that God wants to use me. We have to realize that like God wants to use you. God wants to use you to change somebody's life, but he has to get you to a place where he can use you. God can't use an olive to change anyone, but the oil that comes from that olive is what anointed the tabernacle. The oil that came from an olive is what anointed a king and a priest and a prophet. The oil was something that it was illegal for someone to try to duplicate or replicate because there's value in the oil. There's value in your life that God wants to get out of you, but he has to put you through a process first because the process is what makes it valuable. And olive on its own just isn't really worth much, you know? It's just that anybody can grow an olive. But the process is what makes it worth something. So we have to just be okay with God putting us through a process to change us into something that he can use. Amen. Ben, you guys can go ahead and come back up. So yeah, we just, we have to start learning that one, God wants to use us. Like, yes, God could do this whole thing on his own. God is powerful. He can do whatever he wants. But he wants to use his people to reach other people. He wants to use you. You have to take some of that responsibility and say, God wants to use me. And it's my responsibility to submit to the process and say, God, use me. Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. And he had to go through a process. We have to just submit to the process and say, God, I want the oil that you have on my life to be of value. Don't let me stay in the tree for too long. Don't let me be knocked down for too long. But however long you need to crush me to get that seed out of my life, I submit to the crushing. However long you need to press me to get the oil out of me, I submit to the pressing. And then after you're done pressing, Lord, plant me again so I can grow. So I can be knocked down again. So I can be washed again. Because God, I want my life to always be a life that you can use. I don't want to go through a season of uselessness. 
I want to forever be able to say, God, I'm ready. Send me to go. So Lord, we lift you up. God, we submit to your process this morning. We just want to be used by you, God. And God, we say thank you for choosing us to be used by you. Thank you for choosing us to be the agents that you want to send into the earth to change the world. God, we lift you up this morning and we submit to your process. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit hopeunlimited.church slash give. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Unlimited Church.